Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. WA's Novated Leasing Specialist can save you thousands on your dream car. Fleetnetwork.com.au Right around Western Australia on SEN. It's Scotty and Goss for breakfast with Scott Cummings and Tim Gossage. Smack on four past six for Fleet Network. WA's Novated Leasing Specialist. Save you thousands on that dream car. Fleetnetwork.com.au. Massive show. Scotty Cummings is in position B. Yep. Appreciate Up your time. B. What? That's B. the B seat, mate. Your co-pilot. No. Fair enough. Welcome to you. Good morning to you. Long weekend. Good for you, although you do work on Mondays. <laughs> yeah, well. Some of us have real jobs, mate. Very true. What, and, what uh, about you? Like, not... We do spend probably an inordinate amount of time talking about each other's attire, but <laughs> you, you've been exercising. No. We see a lot of people every morning you know, jogging past here and going for their walks. And, um, and we both sit here every morning and go, we should do that. Mm. We've been saying it for about a year now. Mm-hmm. It'll happen sooner or later. Mm-hmm. You look like you've walked here or jogged here today. Mm-hmm. You've got your Nike T-shirt on. Yeah, no, I slept in this. I just... Um, oh. Ooh. Well, because I had a big pile of washing, I couldn't... Who I'd... sleeps in clothes? <laughs> Me, always. Ooh. Never sleep. How do you get comfortable? Are your wedgies on? No, all you don't. You're asleep. No, 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 no. Naked stuff is not for me, I'm sorry. <laughs> and... Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Naked stuff's not for me. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> That's I'm... a sad, sad look in your Unless life. Unless I'm in the shower. <laughs> and then I'll give. And I'll take the clothes off. Hey, uh... Big show. How, how was your weekend? How, how was um, I've been thinking about it all weekend. The equestrian awards. Fun. Good night. Friday night. You go off. I actually did. They a loose bunch. Yeah, they became loose. I think they started out stiff, but it uh, didn't take me long. <laughs> anyway, I broke that little. Uh, I broke that down. They were fantastic. Loved it. And then Saturday night, I did an auction for uh, Unforgettable for Alzheimer's. Uh, Dixie Marshall hosted it, oh, and great, um, great stuff. Fantastic. Um, came battled the crowd here at Crown. Uh, for a car park because the scores were on 53,000. I parked and I had to get into the staff parking. I had to walk 20 minutes. Went inside. It was boiling hot. I had my black tie suit on. I walked yeah. in. I walked all the way down to the end to the ballroom where it was going to be. Then I couldn't find the room that it was going to be in. Then I came back and I rang the lady who was organising. I said, oh, you know, just what room are you in? And she said, well, I'm out the front. And I said, oh, out the front where? And she goes, the Royal Freshwater Bay Yacht Club. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, no. Wasted an hour and a half of my life trying to find a car bay. You've been sweating bullets too in your suit. It was yeah. hot. And the scorches, and I was getting angry, saying, why would you Why would you put a function on the crown the same <laughs> night there's 53,000 people here with a big match from you idiots? <laughs> anyway, I don't want to do this auction anyway. You know, so I drove over there and... Uh, How late were you? Oh, good. Good 45. Is the uh, Fleet Network vehicle still in perfect working <laughs> condition? She is, and the good part is, if I do speed past the camera, and I don't condone speeding, 
it flashes on the number plates, and I don't own the vehicle because uh, I don't know who does. But anyway, it goes back to Fleet Network, then they're going to track me down. Anyway, hello to Frank. Uh, no, I did not get caught for speeding, but uh, it was a good weekend, fantastic weekend. And, um, uh, how grumpy were you? Uh, yeah, I was next level. <laughs> the drive was next level. And that car park had, you know, it, it, you know outside at Crown. I'm, yeah. I'm surprised the valet wasn't organised. No, the valet, the valet was full, mate. Was it? Yeah, the valet was full because I reckon a lot of people here <laughs> – Parked in the valet. Now, interesting that you say that because um, I was in a really, really, really wretched mood. <laughs> really, I, I, seriously, I was. Oh, I can imagine. I am pissed it's off. Not, I am really angry I, today. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but then on Sunday I got in a good mood because I did watch the Wildcats. I went, uh, oh, sat there. Uh, good fun. I'm going to send a cheerio out to um, my former colleague at Channel 10, Lockie Reid, who... Hutchie, and then did he do himself a mischief? Hutchie pulled him off the bench to, again, for the second time against the Sydney Kings to be the court announcer. Did a great job. But as he jumped up when the Wildcats got 12 points in front and that was enough to get in... Or did he get away from him? Yeah, a little bit. He jumped up and um, what he thought was cramp, he went out onto the court and did a post-game interview and then it seized up. He actually tore his calf. No. He started oh, to feel he... faint. Oh, what? He, he was on court. Oh, he st- he started to um, <laughs> he started to feel faint, and then he actually dropped the magic word in front of twelve thousand people. Uh, no, Lockie Reid doesn't swear. He's oh, I know. He never well, he's swears. As clean cut as they get. But he went into shock. He, he, he seriously, he thought he'd never he'd, done a calf. Not of that description. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know whether it was um, like he thought he'd done the Achilles, the Achilles, yeah, yeah. whatever it was. But anyway, he went down like a bag of. Um, <laughs> I saw it afterwards on on Twitter with Hutchie holding him. He yeah. had the ice pack on yeah. the, behind the pants. Jesse Wagstaff had to, to escort him in to the Wildcats physio to receive <laughs> the ice treatment. Seriously, it was and to the point where he didn't work yesterday. Well, there's better ways of getting into the players' change rooms. Like, come on. He didn't work at Channel 10 yesterday because of the calf. Oh, because of a calf? What do you read the sport with your calf? You just sit there, lock. Jeez. Tell you what, you know what, you know what he is? He's a West Perth Melbourne supporter. <laughs> That's said it all to me. Lockie. Oh, old man's injury, the calf. Big show, Steve. He just needs to settle down. Stevie Simpson Cup's happening at 7.30 this morning down at the beach. Oh. For those who don't oh, know, the Stevie Simpson Cup is the Eagles dog race. Mm-hmm. And it could be all staff. Do you think they, when they're when they're purchasing a dog or going to the shelter, do you think they take the race in mind and go, oh, "I really want a sausage dog, but he won't get his little legs out of the yeah. sand." Now I don't know if this is true, but rumor has it that several of the dogs who have raced in the Stevie Simpson Cup. Mm. That have raced in it and gone badly have been put down not long after. <laughs> no, no, joking. It was a joke. I, I didn't mean it. Please. Oh, boy. Oh. Uh, getting a call from Peter any second oh, now, boys. Stay tuned. Seriously, sorry about that. Mm. It was a joke. No. So, Stevie Simpson Cup, they literally run 50 metres. Yeah, awesome. It's good fun. Good fun. So, well like on the Eagles, and you'll see the result on the on radio, the on the online, on the West Coast Eagles. We're going to talk to Simo predominantly about that. Only about that. Yeah. He's strictly coming. <laughs> I know who's coming out of the one box and who's out of the eight box. He's one of himself. He he actually doctored the. That's why it's called the Stevie Simpson Cup because he, he doctored it because his dog Stevie won the first year, and they reckon it was just a complete rort. <laughs> so anyway, he's going to join. Who's going to argue? Fremantle Dockers fans. We're going to chat with Will Brody. Of course, things starting to get serious down at the Dockers. Simon Mitchell from the South East Melbourne Phoenix will join us. Oh, will he? Yep. And Matt Kelly, part of the winning Scorchers team. What a what an atmosphere! Him. What an atmosphere! Oh, I was. Uh, 
having a family get together on the Saturday night and Off your uh, birthday again. <laughs> it's just just from a birthday, about <laughs> a month ago. No, no, oh, my sister, brother-in-law, and the and the two nephews all in town, and uh, my family. Mum and dad, mum just sat there. She. Look, she's not going well on the hearing at the moment. She just sat there with a big smile on her face all night. It was very loud. And normally that sets her hearing aids right off. But she just sat there with a smile. Everyone was together. But we were going berserk on the couch during that Scorchers game. It was up and down. We were home. We were in trouble. We were in all sorts. And it just they just find a way. And how many times have we said over the last few weeks, oh, this BBL season, like they're just a team you can be so proud of and, and get so passionate about and so behind them. And they just did it again. So three runs, four balls, Nessa Bolster Hobson, full toss again, and that's the game. The Scorchers have won their fifth BBL title. Hobson and Connolly throw their bats away, and they're greeted by their teammates who have just done a beeline for the two young bucks who have saved the Perth Scorchers. Who would have thought from where they were at three for 54, a classic finale, and one that was befitting of the Perth crowd that came out here tonight. Ah, oh, great call, Go Pete. On, I'll get on you, Pete. Nice work. Great call. That was phenomenal effort. And Cooper uh, was terrific with a little 11 ball, just turned it. And what about the accountant? Our bus-catching accountant. I really wanted to know, we'll ask Matt Kelly if, if Hobo caught the bus to work yesterday <laughs> or he was unwell like Lockie Reed. <laughs> and couldn't make it in. Um, interesting enough that I, at, when I, I go back, I'm going back in time um, when I worked at TV, as a guy who's in charge of the editors and the cameraman, his name's Bud, little fat bloke with a beard, Annie A, he's a uh, ripping fella. No, he's not fat. His real chubby. name's not Bud, is it? Yeah, Bud is what his nickname is, Bud. Budder. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Rod Curiata. You can't call people that anymore. Call him. He's a good fella. No, no. no. Anyway, the little buddenator. Anyway, he uh, told son us when Cooper Connolly was 14, he came out and said, mate, I've got to tell you about a mate of mine, his son, Cooper Connolly. His name's Cooper. He's going to be the next big thing. Yeah, yeah. thanks, right. Yeah, yeah, How yeah. How many There's always sons the next big you've got thing. to have a look at this bloke. Yeah. He is killing it oh, in the yeah. F division under 14s. <laughs> He's going to make it. Yep. Anyway, he was right. Anyway, he was bang so on well the money. Roddy, uh, well done to you. Hey, do you want to send a cheerio out to uh, Matt DeConing, who who listens to the show? Um, Matt had a work experience with me 20 years ago, and he contacted me last night um, he, on Twitter and said, hey, mate, I don't know if you remember me. I did work experience with you. I said, a lot of famous people have done that, mate. But, uh, <laughs> Um, he just he wanted to make mention, and he does, um, Matt DeConing is a, a filmmaker and co-founder of Skate Sculptor. Um, uh, I'll go into that in a little time. Is that what you're wearing your streetwear today? G'day, Goss. Uh, Chloe Cavell from Australia won the silver at the World Skateboarding Championships. She'll now be representing Australia in the 2024 uh, Olympics. Nice well, work. Chloe Cavell, congratulations. And I said, oh, is she a good West Aussie girl? And he goes, no, she's not from Perth. I just thought I'd let you know. <laughs> anyway, uh. hello to anyone who knows the Cavell family, <laughs> if you've got anything to do with that. Um, a little off-Broadway yeah. sport. A, a uh, Perth Wildcats did this on Sunday afternoon. So that sort of summed it up in 14 seconds. Very good work by the commentator. Bryce Cotton had this to say post-game. It feels good now, man. That was a pretty piss-poor game by me. My teammates did a great job. 
We won by 12, but it felt like a one-point win. It came down to the final final play, but uh, we we gritted it out. And Corey Homicide Williams said this on February 4. They're not looking good over the last, I don't know, five, six games. You're not sitting Xavier Cooks out. He's going to go full throttle like the rest of the team, and they're going to smash Perth, and they'll be the reason Perth do not make finals officially. He makes a lot of statements and gets a lot wrong for an expert. If you throw that many darts, uh, you'll hit the board occasionally, but missed it by miles then. Corey Homicide Williams got it wrong. Drives me mad. Uh, didn't, he say, didn't he say a week ago, though, that Perth will win the next two, their next two oh, games? No idea, mate. He did. He, mate, he just changes. He changes from if it's Monday, it'll change to Tuesday and Wednesday. But anyway, all Come the on, experts Corey. are there. You've, you've had your say, and you are frankly wrong. Yep, nice work by Dan <laughs> Andrews. Good on you, Dan, stepping don't, in right there. I don't need to hear that bloke's voice anymore. Why? Because you're not a Dan Andrews fan. Or, you get locked in your house for two years and tell me you're a fan of the bloke. Well, he's still the Premier of Victoria. Yeah. He's won an election since. He must have done something, right? Yeah, he was similar to over here. Oh, the guy got 92% the, of the vote. The alternative, alternative yeah. is a little bit of a rabble at the moment. I think so. the alternative would be a rabble for a long time to come. Yeah, well, that was the issue. Yeah. Well, anyway, you speak to your, you speak to your team of getting a decent leader and you'll be right then. Not my team. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a swinger. Uh, and I also am a swinging voter. <laughs> a lot of people running today. There's a lot of running going on today. I'm actually inspired. Um, Mike wants to know, morning boys, any uh, update on the Frio captaincy? What are they waiting for? Not um, sure. Maybe there is no change. Maybe it's status quo. Maybe oh. they just tell us. Oh, I wonder if they're just waiting for Nat Five to have a trouble-free preseason right to the right to the end. They're dragging it out so that in three or four days' time. If he's up and about and still going gangbusters and say, well, he's fully fit mm. and his body's right, we'll throw him back in. I think he I think he deserves a clean run at the captaincy this year. I don't think there's any need to change it. Do I think they will change it? I don't think they will. No. If, if they're going to change it, they think, would have done it by now. I don't sure. think that Fosser boat that says, yeah, now someone else do it. You don't think he would? No. Oh, I do. I do. I don't at all. Why do you think that? Well, because I just don't think... That's not in his makeup. He'd like to be the captain? Yeah, I think so. And great honour it is to be captain of your footy club, I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> did you ever vote in all your yeah, time? Yeah, Tell me how that system... How, when you say vote, did you write it down? Did you show our hands? Did you just... Did someone walk in and say, those say I, I'd say I... Can you, can you recall how simple Actually, it was? Or difficult? No, it was announced at West Coast. Um, so you didn't vote in the West Coast one? No. Who was the captain? Uh, well, it changed a little bit. Um, Bluey, Cuz. Juddy? Was the captain there when no, you No, no, Juddy got there 03 and I was gone in the 01. No, so that was announced. Okay, announced, yep. I think, uh, it does change Eston, depending on the coaches. Eston, there was no need for one because Bomber Thompson was the captain. Of the, oh, then he retired and it just got handed to the vices. Gary Donald was captain for a little while. Lived are, you here. are you a inaugural Port Adelaide player? Yes. Okay. Do you, how I did voted you, then. I voted then. How, what, how, yeah. Just tell us how you voted then. Well, it was, uh, I think it was yeah, a piece of paper, I think, and submitted in. Really? Yeah. I got yeah, the under-12 captain at the Sudeco Cricket Club when myself and David Willoway turned our backs on, on, <laughs> on, on the players and they said, who votes for Tim? And you, no. and you go. No. Oh, please. I was nine. 
I was nine and captain of the under twelves. That's how popular I'm the king. I was, mate. Actually, you know what? I've lived my life popular, you know. <laughs> I'm famous. <laughs> All reverse, sort of going to declining though. Let me tell you, <laughs> these sort of stories. No, actually, you know what? Port Adelaide wasn't. Actually, no, it wasn't a vote. I remember voting somewhere, but Port Adelaide wasn't because. Um, Gavin Wanganeen was the, the marquee signing. Yes. And it was the bloke that had to be the captain, as far as the club was concerned. He didn't want it at all. Yep. Didn't want to be captain. They always wore the number one. Captain yep. wears the number one. Yep. And I think they talked him into it. And then... Matty Promise. Matty Promise took over, yeah. Scotty and Goss, uh, Toolkit Depot Studio we are. Thanks to Fleet Network. Give us a call, 13 12 55 or text 0487 736 Bedshed text line is always open. Check the range of temper products or in-store or visit bedshed.com.au. A break, come back on this day. All things sport still to come. Adam Simpson ahead of the time-honoured Stevie Simpson dog race down at the beach. Will Brody from the Dockers joins us. Simon Mitchell, the coach of the Phoenix, the take on the Wildcats. Tonight is the MVP and the Wildcat and the NBL Awards as well. And Matt Matt Kelly, a part of the winning Scorchers. It is one of our best Monday stroke Tuesday shows going around. It's 20 past six. On this day, I see clearly. Birthdays, events, and some of the great moments in history. It's on this day. Today is February 7, only 20 days before the big day. Um, I will say this to you, though. <laughs> What's that? Officially, the one of the worst days for on this day is today. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. I've done a uh, – we did a recce, myself and Lois. Uh, Lois thought there was some good stuff. I think it was junk. But you be the judge. Um, Charles Dickens was born on this day <laughs> uh, in right. 1812. wasn't big in my English. you got to pick a pocket or two. you got to pick a pocket or two, you got to pick a pocket or two. That's not Charles Dickens, no. but he wrote Oliver Twist. And I don't know if you know, but I played Oliver Twist in a school production. I'm famous. I wasn't famous then. Who were you? I kicked on. (laughs) (laughs) Alan Lancaster was born on this day in 1949. He is a former guitarist for Status Quo. Whatever you want. Makes me, want to, makes me think of Coles now. That's the problem. <laughs> Very true. Hey, James Spader was born on this day. US actor, of course. Yeah. He was in. Do you, what do you know what he's been in? James uh, Spader, he's sixty-three. Yep, yeah, he's been in lots of things. The Practice, The Office, Boston face, Legal, yeah, uh, Boston Baby League. Boom, Wall Street, Pretty in Pink. Pretty in Pink. I'm interacting with someone here. If you can understand that, now I'm and sorry. Ah, there it is. You just said it. That's <laughs> what I want. I say it again and tell it. I'm not sorry. I was never sorry. It was cashmere. I hate step nine. Where's that rum raisin? There it is. A scene from Seinfeld there with James Spader. Garth Brooks' birthday today, born in 1962. September 7 is on this day. The trains will definitely be running on time today, I guarantee you, right now. Chris Rock is 58. Remember this. Jada, I love you. G.I. Jane 2, can't wait to see it. All right? That was a, that was a nice one. Okay. I'm out here. Oh, Richard. Here comes Will. Oh, wow. Wow. 
Wow. I didn't quite know what Will to make Smith of it at the time. Well, I made... Uh, I'm a big, I was a big fan of Will Smith, and then he made quite an ass of himself. <laughs> yeah, that oh, he what did. What is wrong with you, mate? 45 today, Aston Kutcher. <laughs> That 70s show. I didn't get a lot of episodes, but every time I did, I enjoyed it. Never went back. Dude, where is my car? Dude, where's my car? Where's your car, dude? Uh, dude, where's my car? Where's your car, dude? He was married dude, to Demi Moore. Oh. And now he's married to one of the all-time greats, Mila Kunis. Is he really? Wow. Terrific actress. Hey, Monopoly was marketed on this day, first time in 1935. The idea it? for the game was patented in 1904, so it took a long time to actually Get it across the line. come of age. Some patience. Hey, you'd know a bit about this. Did you know that on this day the animated film premiered in the US? Have a listen, 1940. Oh, look, my nose. <laughs> What's happened? Perhaps you haven't been telling the truth, Pinocchio. Yeah. Oh, but I have. Oh, yeah. Every Not single word. My little, yeah, little turd. <laughs> Puppet. <laughs> On this day in 1986... <laughs> liar! In 1986... Goddamn liar! <laughs> Lindy Chamberlain was freed from a Darwin jail after all oh. that took place up there in the Northern Territory. It wasn't time to go and tell people. I just yelled out, has anyone got a torch? Dingo's got my baby. Amazing time for what Australia. What an ordeal. Yeah. What an ordeal, no doubt about that. Uh, Adam Gilchrist did this in 1999. Yep. Oh, that's well played. Beautiful touch shot. That one too wide. He loves him out there. Just giving a little bit of room there, Gilchrist, which is what he likes. And uh, this is not a bit of room. Lunken game plan. Man in the outfield, that's six. So that gives him the highest score in a one-day international by Australian. And what a way to bring it up. 154 off 129 balls. Just that was slow going for him, actually. That was a bit of a trade. That would have been boring watching him play, uh, run a ball. Yeah. Boring. <laughs> what are we talking this is You're right, this is a crap on it's this day. It's a terrible yeah. on this day. It's <laughs> a run a ball. But it gets Mate, better now because I've got a story to tell you. Gilly was just sublime, wasn't he? Beautiful. Revolutionised the wicketkeeper batsman. Beautiful. In 2009, the Aussie Twins took this song, Untouched, oh. to number 17 on the US <laughs> Billboard chart <laughs> on this day. Number 17s? <laughs> Trains have to be on time just to remind ourselves about what I'm to them. This is February 7, but I will say... <laughs> the trains. I t- I d- but I, I, look, I, only yeah. put, I only put the Veronicas in there because I go way back with the Veronicas. That's a doctored photo. They, not none, a doctored they don't photo. even come up to your nipples. They are. Can we post that photo on this day? On you the... get a photo with the Veronicas and they're, they're halfway up your tie. August 20, 2016, that tiny. photo was taken. A tiny little thing. Let's get a break away. Hey, not too far away, Will Brody from the Fremantle Football Club. Adam Simpson, smack on 7 o'clock. It's the C.V. Simpson Cup. Simon Mitchell, the coach of the Phoenix. Don't forget, he's the NBL MVP awards and all that tonight. And Matt Kelly from the Scorchers. We've given him a couple of days to recover. And don't forget, this is the day the Veronicas went to number 17 on the US charts. Status quo. Mm, thank goodness. Our first half hour chat for McCafe iced coffee, coffee fit for an Aussie, of course, uh, crafted by expert baristas. Smooth and refreshing they are, the baristas. So tiny, those Veronicas. Mm. 
I'd seriously stand next to you. Yeah, they are, they are jockey socks. You're in good nick then. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that the biggest backhanded compliment. <laughs> hey, geez, how good did you look then? Seven, eight, seven <laughs> they, years ago. They weren't even up to your chest. No, tiny. Absolutely and tiny. Yeah, the shirt on that was done up around the neck and that you could see the gaps. Yeah, which oh, is not ideal. Oh, I haven't had one of those for years. A <laughs> uh, hey, big show in this half hour. Will Brody's going to join us. And then after he's 7 o'clock, Adam either. Simpson. He's not big either. He's going to join us. Uh, Steve Simpson, the people, Eagles. Though. Also, Simon Mitchell, of course, South East Melbourne Phoenix coach, ahead of the Wildcats on Thursday. If you went to the Wildcats, let us know what you thought. And then after 7.30, we'll be chatting with Matt Kelly. We've given him a day to recover part of the Scorchers. <laughs> Chris Clafunas is in the studio, and I'm sure, Hi, as Chris. he has a sport update, it would be a little bit about Manchester City, who are facing a very, very treacherous time. Good morning. Are they ever? Yes, good morning, boys. Uh, on Twitter, that photo is up of you and the girls. On the SCNWA Breakfast page. SCNWA Breakfast on Twitter. Go check that out. Um, yes, the Premier League has referred Manchester City to an independent commission <laughs> over more than 100 alleged breaches wow. of, fina- of finance rules Goes back since the club time. were acquired. Yeah, the alleged breaches stretch from 2009-2010 season to the 2017-18 campaign. Oh. Uh, so, well, is that, is, that's the equivalent of – it's not a salary cap because they obviously don't have one of those. It's about how much you spend off-field. It's about how much you were... yeah you spend. You're meant to spend within your means, essentially, and they're claiming that City did not. So as in uh, how much you earn as a club, right? you yeah. can only spend that, that much money. Yeah, is that a fair oh, – that's not a fair playing field. No, it's not fair. It's not fair at all. It's obviously – Sell one, one jersey a week. Uh, is that similar to what Rangers did in the Scottish Premier League and they got demoted about three divisions and had to oh, work their way yeah. back? <laughs> they? they did. Yeah. That went all the way down to a fourth division and then went, almost went through undefeated. Yeah, the I was going to say, it only took them three years to get yeah, back. Straight back. Yeah. But still quite damaging to, the, to the brand. Part of it is also apparently they were paying one of their managers, uh, Roberto Mancini, it looks like, uh, under the table a little bit. Some no. funds that weren't so allegedly. being paid under the table. Oh, <laughs> I do. I'm all for it. <laughs> <laughs> straight over the top in a brown envelope, please. And, and Leeds sacked their manager. Leeds did sack their manager, yes. Jesse wow. March gone. Uh, I've got a few mates who are Leeds supporters. They are very happy. and <laughs> not uh-huh. happy with the direction the club's gone this season. So we'll uh, watch this space. But speaking of the Scottish Premiership, Ange Postacoglu is the hot favourite to take over. He I don't go. think he will either. He, he wouldn't go to Leeds. They're too volatile. Oh, wow. Did you know our man Harry... Harry... Suda. Suda scored nine goals. Yeah. Played well, though, after that. He's good. Where is he from? Not from here. Nah. Port Hedland. <laughs> no, he's not. He's scored nine goals. He played very well after, after that. He's, goal. he's from somewhere Rusty. Else. He was just rusty. He hasn't played for a... Couple weeks. <laughs> it was all right. It was, it was, he was very good there. For, so for Leicester, yeah, it didn't didn't all go to plan, but uh, still some impressive performances from him to come. Uh, Fremantle have confirmed their plans for a week-long stay in South Australia ahead of the inaugural Gather Round across Round 5 this season. So they want to play Adelaide, stay there for a week, then take part in Gather Round. So that's... Interesting, that's some Makes footy sense. news for you. Makes yeah, exactly. Sense, does, doesn't it? Clever, clever work by them. And Australia is said to be without Josh Hazelwood for the first test against India. Of course, with the experienced fast bowler battling injury. Uh, Cam Green is available to play, but he probably won't bowl. Uh, Scott Boland could play. Lance Morris is the other fast bowler in this squad as well, of course. Um, and the Hot Boys won last night, boys. Uh, you beauty. Another uh, win. Back to back, baby. <laughs> You, what do you mean? And now you're playing Mondays, eh? Yeah, because now we're playing outdoor five-a-side. 
And oh, is, that a, is that a promotion or relegation? Just a completely different competition. Right. Probably scored goal of the season, Goss. You'd be happy to see it. Don't care. <laughs> Went for a nice no little interest. lobbed through ball out to the right wing. No Completely, right. completely on Friday, it. Kane and Kingy. <laughs> Went into the back of the net. Fireball wow. Friday on SEN Melbourne, 11-16. Kane and King. That's what Kane Corns and David King. What a win. Chatted about 14, teams two. could possibly miss oh, the finals. Yeah, Gentlemen. Exactly. Stop talking, mate. We're talking about... <laughs> mate, Chris had a special moment. It was really in special. His, in his foosball. Stomping all over it. And... Um, Fourteen two. We've heard about you in Oliver Twist. Yeah, We've heard well, about you taking nine for and ten Captain of the under twelves yeah. at nine yeah. years old. Yeah, I'm the king. You were the Veronicas. I champion or runner up, and and the Veronicas. They just let him oh, have yeah. his moment, mate. He, I just want, he, just want he, ten he, seconds. How many goals did you kick? Just one. Out of fourteen, <laughs> you are crap. Yeah. <laughs> that was horrible. Four, one out of fourteen. Really bad. Hey guys, what else is happening? Will Brody next? We'll take a break. days until the season starts for both Fremantle and West Coast. Will Brody is a part of the Fremantle Football Club and oh, was a significant player last year and he's been kind enough to join us as we have a look at how the pre-season is trekking for himself personally and the club. will appreciate your time at quarter to seven. Thanks, mate. G'day, Tim and Scott. No dramas at all. Hey, Thanks for having me. Yeah, no worries, mate. 25 games in five years at the Gold Coast and you played 24 in one year for Fremantle. Um, chalk and cheese. <laughs> yeah, it was... A bit of a different year what I'm used to, but um, no, nah, I loved it, mate. It was great. Learned plenty and um, hopefully build on that for next season. What was the difference, Will? Uh, was it just a matter of you know waiting for your time, your body was right last year, um, just a little bit more maturity? What was the difference between playing a full season and, and I guess a fifth of uh, the first five? Uh, probably a mixture of multiple things, I think. Um, you know, just getting given opportunity to play to my strengths has probably been the main one. Um, and yeah, just getting being backed in by coaches and, and a new environment is something that I've really enjoyed. So yeah, I think a multitude of, of different reasons, but um, yeah, no, certainly certainly enjoyed every minute of it. Hey, when you have come in, when you come into a new state, I can imagine it takes a little time to, to settle in. Um, do you feel right now, and you've been here 12 months or so, do you feel right now that Perth is easy for you, getting around, knowing the lay of the land, knowing what's happening in the world. You know what I mean? Do you feel now ensconced here in WA and that will even help you even further going into year two? Yeah, definitely. I think it, it does take a bit of time when you move across the country to, to sort of settle in, adapt, um, yeah, find your, your new local coffee shop and, and figure, <laughs> out, figure out everything. So it did take a bit of time, but now I'm certainly settled, been here for a while now, certainly settled and... Um, yeah, definitely is a lot smoother. Know my teammates, know the game plan very well, and, and um, yeah, hopefully it'll be a bit smoother going forward. No, I try moving every two or three years, mate. It's, <laughs> it's bloody hard after a while. But yeah, well, you, or, you, or you get really good at it. You're a four club wonder. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, uh, all the all the focus is certainly the the one piece that I think is missing. And we've we've spoken about it extensively on this show. Is is the Fremantle forward line? How's it shaping up as a bloke who? Uh, gets his hands on the footy more than most and looks for that target down forward. How's the structure look? And uh, are you excited about, a, I guess, a really new look forward line? Yeah, it's looking good. Um, boys, have, there's, a, there's plenty, of, plenty of options down there for um, anyone looking to kick it inside 50. There's um, some big boys there. We've got, obviously, Luke Jackson's come in who can take a big mark, who can play forward and ruck. And you know, obviously, the smalls are, are really dangerous as well. So we've got plenty of options there. And, 
flexibility. So, um, yeah, I think it's it's looking really good. Boys are working really hard. We've had plenty of work done in that area and our connection and ability to score going inside 50. So, um, yeah, it's all looking good, hopefully. Hopefully, um, we'll keep working on it. My big mate sitting across from me declared last week, maybe the week before, he declared the breakout player for Fremantle this year who's going to have a belt of a season is Matt Tabiner. How's his pre-season been? Is he injury-free? Can he get through a whole year? Yeah, big Tabs is looking good, actually. He's, um, yeah, he's moving well. His program's progressing, and yeah, he's competed in a fair bit of the match sims. So, um, yeah, no, he's looking really good. Um, and one will hopefully have a really big year for us. Mm, well, Goss has mozzed him, so well, he, he every could, chance he could won't. be the first hundred goal full forward in some time. Let me tell you right oh. here, right now. Hey, um, Will, uh, we've just heard this morning and over the last day or two that you, as a football club, you of course go across and play Adelaide at the Adelaide Oval on April eight, and it is the intention of the football club to remain in Adelaide for the entire week ahead of a Friday night fixture against the Gold Coast Sun. Your old mob, you okay with being in Adelaide and being bored for seven days? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't mind it. Um, probably saves us flying back and then flying there again in a short period of time. So it's probably better for our bodies and preparation. But um, yeah, I'm sure there'll be plenty for us to do. It won't be too boring. But um, no, I'm, I'm certainly happy with it. I think it's a good idea. And, yeah, hopefully we can get over there and get two wins and then get home. Yeah, sounds like a hub without being a hub. Yeah, the blokes with kids will be wrapped. Yeah. I know they're a young club, so no, no, too no. many with kids. The but kids the will be going, with, mate. Kids will be wrapped, though. The we get over there, they'll going. sleep like logs for a whole <laughs> week. The players will be wrapped. Hey, yeah, well, can you just tell us who's going to be your captain, yeah, man? Come on. Is there going to be any changes? Is, is Fifey going to hang on to it? Because um, he's just dragging it out and we're getting annoyed. Uh, I'm not sure, yes, to be honest, but we've always. We've always sort of left it a little bit later in the pre-season to sort of um, put our votes in and make that decision. So there's still a little bit of time left to unfold. Obviously, um, we've been putting a bit of work into it and stuff like that and start to ramp that up over the next week or two. And um, I'm sure it won't be too far away where we'll know, but um, whoever it is, we'll all... Um, We'll all be right behind them. It's not about you guys. It's about us. Yeah, exactly. We, we want We're getting know. very impatient as a yeah. media group. <laughs> yeah. Hey, so so let's just put it this way. Fife, yes. Pierce, yes. Sarong, Brayshaw. They're, they seem to be the four contenders. Yeah. Will, I want you to Apparently. put them in order. One to four. Uh-huh. Who are you going to vote? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who's your favourite? You favorite my vote. <laughs> yeah, I want to know your votes. All right. I won't give that away. I don't know yet. That's still, still plenty of time. <laughs> oh, you, so you're a, you're an undecided voter. You're going to the polls, still not sure just yet. He's another swinger. He's another sw- a swinging voter. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, well, one that I just don't want to tell you guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, exactly right. And what would you <laughs> if he's going to answer that? Uh, mate, what's the expectation inside the group? Do you have, have you set any goals as it stands right now? The, the the window is still open. There's no doubt about that. And I've made this comment to us, a number of people. It's a tough window to get through. There's about eight or nine clubs who want to get through the premiership window right here, right now, and you're one of them. And you'd want to do it in the next couple of years because there are going to be other clubs that are going to come and, again, make it just as difficult. So are you aware of what's at stake over this year and the next couple of years? Yeah, well, obviously there's there's a lot of belief in the group. I mean, we've shown um, that our best footy can beat anyone. So um, we were very close to the top four last year. I think that's definitely something that we can strive for. And, and um, yeah, obviously there's 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 been some proof there that that we're capable. So um, yeah, there's no reason why 
we can't go all the way. Um, but yeah, we're, we're definitely confident, and we're going to keep working really hard to try and give ourselves the best chance to obviously go the whole way. One of your former teammates, I'm pretty sure, were you at the Gold Coast when Jago O'Meara was there initially before he went to Hawthorne? No, I wasn't. Oh, no, no crossover. Anyway, how's he looking? And does he train often without his shirt on? <laughs> <laughs> no, he's looking good. He's a, he's a, he's come in very well. He works really hard, and he's he's someone that um, will be really good for the group. And um, yeah, he's starting to really adapt and learn the game plan, and um, get to know all the boys. And now he's really starting to show what he can do. So. Yeah, he's, he's been big for us and one that um, I'm sure will play an important role for us. Yeah, one of our texts uh, from one of our great listeners, Mike, who's a big Freo man, wants to know how Jaeger was going. You've answered that. And what about Josh Corbett? No one's really talking about Josh Corbett. We're talking about their forward line with Jackson and Amos and Tabiner and, Tabiner and, and Tracy. No one's really speaking about Josh Corbett. What's your take on him, Will? Yeah, he can definitely play. He's one that um, has an incredible work rate. He's got great hands. He's sort of... Um, would be a difficult one to match up on if you're a defender. So, um, yeah, he just gives us another option up there in the forward line. So he's one that will definitely put his hand up. And, and um, yeah, he's been he's been working really hard, training well and get connecting well with the boys and learning the game plan is, is his first year here at Frio. So, um, yeah, excited to see what he can do this year for sure. Uh, when you are living in Perth, Will Brody, you sort of have to adapt to the sporting culture. Have you? Did you take in the Scorcher success? Are you on the Wildcats bandwagon? What's your love of sport for WA teams aside of the Fremantle Football Club, or are you still very much an East Coaster? Um, no, I'm trying to adapt into the uh, the Perth <laughs> Perth uh, sporting. Codes, no, but, you're um, not. Yeah, you mate, that, that, no, <laughs> yeah. mate. You, that, that wasn't convincing. That wasn't at convincing all. at all. You're just trying to be polite. No, that's and that's fine. Well, too. I'm certainly not a cricket man. I couldn't really care less about cricket, but um, yeah, basketball <laughs> grows on me a bit. <laughs> who do you barry for then? If you don't barry for the wild cats, who do you support? Uh, the bullets. Brisbane boy. <laughs> Lucky to be in the competition. <laughs> <laughs> just come back. Hey, what, what other what other sports you play, Will? What are you into? Uh, NBA is good. I like the American sports, mainly NBA. Um, but, yeah, that's about it, really, to be honest. AFL, NBA, keeps me busy. Surfing? Uh, not really. I've tried it a few times and couldn't get, out. Couldn't get up, so that was probably enough for me. There's <laughs> far too much effort, but far, far too little reward. How do you fill your time? <laughs> oh, mate, there's plenty, of, plenty to do here. Yeah. Beach, coffees, walk, his dog keeps me busy. <laughs> no, the professional athletes only get a couple of hours off a day. Paul does they, they do. They work all they day. Work, they work 20 hours a week, no, mate. they have to have 16 meetings a day now. <laughs> talk about everything and training. Oh, and then the days are full. Hey, mate, great year last year. I know we're, we're going well, back really in was. time, but it re- you were just a key component. We loved what you did, and I know it was all it chopped and changed in regards to your role when Fife came back and stuff, but you adapted so beautifully, and we're looking forward to seeing what Will Brody can do for Fremantle in what is going to be a stellar season in 2023. Thanks for joining us, mate. Thanks for having a good sense of humour, and we'll follow your progress throughout the year. Beautiful, boys. No worries. Thanks for having me. Good fella. Will Brody joining us, of course. What a great year. 24 games last year. Played every game. One of four Dockers only to play every game. See, the difference when – and what he said there was it was so pertinent, the fact that he had got opportunity, and you know, a coach had 
backed him in and he got a clear run at it. And look what they can do. A break, come back. We're going to get some news not too far away. And then Adam Simpson's going to join us, the Stevie Simpson Cup, the time-modern Stevie Simpson Cup. I wonder if he's rigged it this year. Yeah. <laughs> we'll find out I wonder next. if he's, he's, he's filled his dog's belly full of water just to get bigger odds. <laughs> we'll speak to the Eagles coach <laughs> next. Got the hot English also there. still to come, Simon Mitchell from South East Melbourne Phoenix. The Wildcats take on the Phoenix on Thursday, 3.30 Perth time. And after 7.30, Matt Kelly, the Scorchers, celebrating another Big Bash success. News is just around the corner then. Adam Simpson, five new inductees into the AFL, uh, of course, live membership, and that is includes Josh Kennedy from the West Coast Eagles and Paddy Ryder, another great West Australian. A break. We'll come back after the news with Adam Simpson. down at the beach this morning. In fact, I think it's they're probably already gathering because it is the time-honoured Stevie Simpson Cup and the man who... Oh, well, I think he's the mastermind of this entire event. Uh, I mean, it's bigger than the Melbourne Cup. Well, you also accuse him of possibly rigging the first That one. is not true. He it's joins us now. On. Coach of the Eagles, Adam Simpson, joins us. Uh, thanks for joining us. A very special day in the, in, the, in the world of the West Coast Eagles and in probably your world too, Simo. Thanks for joining us. Good morning, boys. Yeah, I actually had to ask the leaders yesterday whether I'm the only one who's actually interested in this thing. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, look, it's um, and they all said it's it's good fun and it's 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 good for everyone to get down there and you know most of the guys have got dogs and yeah, celebrate uh, celebrate our little little fellas and you know actually today's going to be a bit more about uh, trying to raise a bit of awareness for. The, um, Seton Park Dog Refuge, um, yeah, try and raise a bit of awareness for, the, for that and have a bit of fun at the same time. Brilliant, ah, brilliant oh, stuff. Free season's long and hard, Simo. You've got to have a laugh at some some stages, have a bit of fun. Yeah, you do. Now, Simo, when did this start and do, and where, where does the name Stevie Simpson come from? Um, uh, it started, I think, our first year back in uh, 14, probably. Um, I've, got, uh, I've got three... Dogs now, so uh, <laughs> Stevie. Stevie is the uh, inaugural winner, and uh, he's my dog. So he's uh, and then since then I've recruited um, not a lot of success. So the third one's a Chihuahua. Um, wow, that's, Chewy, that's not bread for Chewy the conditions of the beach. But, uh, no, I know, I know. Um, but yeah, look, at um, <laughs> Stevie's won it once. I think he might have won it twice actually. And so. Uh, but he's getting on. He's, uh, he's in the back paddock at the moment, so he, he'll be making up the numbers today. <laughs> <laughs> is, is, there a, is there a farm in a chihuahua? I mean, it's a beach race. I mean, that's just poor recruiting by you, to be perfectly honest with you. Oh, there's some terrible... Mate, there are some terrible dogs. <laughs> We've sort of got a... Sort of got a no... There's a no-shit dog rule. Um, and unfortunately, <laughs> Luke Shuey, uh, uh he's been suspended for a number of years, his dog... Um, so, yeah, look, uh, it's a bit of fun, and yeah, I really look forward to it. Whose dog's the least well-trained, mate? Which player's just gone, I want a dog, but I'm not going to put any time into it whatsoever. <laughs> Which one's likely to turn rogue today? Uh, I think they've been, there's been some life bans over the years. So, uh, Luke's, Luke's, I don't know no, Luke's, if he's got a name for his dog, um, but that one's not, not allowed around the... Uh, Around the club or down the beach. So, um, I actually, 
There's a few, there's a few poor ones, but the, I think Tommy Cole's got a sausage dog, <laughs> which is very lovable. But it's it's good fun seeing those little ones run around um, and get get bullied. Try to, try to drag its guts along the sand. What's the distance? <laughs> what, what, what's the distance? And do play do, are, are some of the trainers using sort of covert sort of? Yeah. Uh, is there any, anyone with a jar of hot English mustard? Yeah, yeah, is there something going on here? <laughs> and is it, you know, uh, there was an investigation a couple of years ago with. JK, because he's got two two kelpies, and what he did is he put one kelpie at the at the finish line, and his other one at the start line, and uh, you know just let him go, and that was he won that year. But yeah, that, there's a bit of controversy in that one. So two dogs, so I've, I went down the two dog track after that, and um, you pretty much throw a tennis ball as far as you can, and my dogs will chase it. So this. <laughs> Strategies left, right, and centre, which is uh, it's pretty fun. Ah, it's a lot of fun. It's absolutely brilliant. It's called the Stevie Simpson Cup, and you'll see it on the West Coast Eagles website. Mm. And you'll see it on all the on the news as they all get down there. It's a bit of fun, and it Good provides fun. a bit of frivolity. And all for the Shenton Parker Dog Refuge, which is just around the corner from brilliant. me. And oh, they do a wonderful job, and well done for the Eagles for getting on board, uh, mate. Everything tracking okay? You don't want to, you know touch wood and all that sort of stuff. Oh. Everything tracking okay for the boys' preseason? Yeah, it's a lot different than last year. I think um, we were actually tracking pretty good last year up until mid-January, and we lost, I think we lost uh, Shuey, Yo, Cripps, Allen and Darling in, a, in, a, in two sessions. And then a few weeks later, we lost Sheed, Chessa, uh, McGovern, oh. and another five or six, and then we got covid <laughs> So and we never recovered. So right now we're in, we're in a pretty good space. I think numbers are, you know, we're going through that phase where the start of training we've got a good forty, and then, um, you know, they don't get through the whole session. We're still building into to a full list, but in a lot better shape than this time last year. And touch wood, it doesn't change. So yeah, we're into we're into scratch matches, and we've got an intra club next week, um, and it's a really important two or three weeks for all the clubs. I think everyone's got their heart in their mouth a little bit, but at the same time, you've got, you got to get that match practice in. So, yeah, it's a high-risk time, but it's also an exciting time. Sometimes semi-coaches don't like to, I guess, pump up young fellas too much uh, because you, you like to keep them on edge and to, and to keep them pushing really hard. But of the, the new faces or the young guys that are going to have to come into your team this year, is there two or three that's really standing out or that have impressed you the most over the last few months of training? It's hard for a draftee to, to hit the ground running because you've got to manage their programs. Um, the, the, the difference between under-18s and AFL is is, uh, is pretty big. So they don't do a lot pre-Christmas. Um, they probably do half the training. So by the time we get to mid-January, um, they're starting to integrate into, into most of the drills. And we're really pleased that all the guys we've drafted um, – have got capability, obviously, but sometimes when you draft and you go through the draft, you, you get through first three or four months and you go, you know, this guy needs a bit of work or, you know, it's a, he's a fair way off, but all of them aren't miles off. So, um, I mean, the obvious ones for us, are, uh, Ruben Jimby, he, he's, um, has he missed a beat? He, when you, when you come second in the time trial, um, and then you, you come second with the speed, you got a pretty good profile. So he, he's, he's not far off, um, Noah Long's an um, interesting one. I think he's um, he's not far off as well. He's got some really good footy smarts, probably a bit more advanced than most first years. And then, then of course, there's all the guys that didn't fire a shot last year. That They're, they're the ones probably that mm. we're most excited about with 
Allen and Sheed and even McGovern and Matt Nui, Yo, I mean, there's some pretty good players there. So if they've uh, all that's probably just as exciting as the kids coming through. No doubt. And just the last couple before we let you go, we know you've got to get down to the beach. Uh, you, you, a lot of football <laughs> clubs do have it where they you walk past and there's a question asked and everyone stares into the camera and says what they want to say. And the question was asked, who's been good on the most training track? Who's impressed you the most? most? Impressed yeah. And you just walked straight right. past and gave no response and just looked like yeah. some bloke who had no really idea about technology. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but but they also, predominantly a lot of them said Jai Cully. Is, is that a, a bit of a stretch or has he had a really good preseason? No, he's been exceptional. Yeah, I think what's happened over this preseason, we've we've gone from probably four or five or six guys who you know uh, are complete ultimate professionals, lifestyle, uh, fully you know almost too committed to the point where you've got to pull them back a little bit to 15 or 16. That um, I mean, everyone's committed, but there's another level that you go to that, um, that that's you know, really sets the standards. And this kid's um, definitely done it. I mean, his, his time trial, I think he ran a 6.30, 6.35, 2K when he first came over, and he, he ran a six six minute flat or 6.03 this preseason. And um, he missed the draft last year, and he was a mid-season rookie um, during, through, through the season. So I think he understands, um, obviously, the volatility of AFL, and he's willing to do it. Like I said, Mate, chop off your little finger and we'll play around one. They just you get the, the button off out and cut it off. So he's really keen, which is great because it, it just rubs off on everyone else. So, yeah, I'm not surprised. Last one before we let you go. Um, uh, and, of course, our thoughts are still with the Bazo family. Are you expecting to see Rhett soon? Um, what is the state of play in regards to his – I know there's no rush and there's no time frame on it, but uh, you know, obviously getting back into the football club eventually would be a part of his uh, recovery and after that tragedy. How's he tracking? Yeah, well, yeah, as expected, um, it's, the football's taken a back seat and he needs to work through um, the grieving process, uh, look after his family. Um, there's, a, there's a funeral that he needs to take care of and we're here to support him, so mm. – yeah, he, he's been at the club a little bit over the last couple of days, um, in and out. So, um, you know, integrating back with the players is part of part of the process, but not not the first priority. So, we'll um, we'll let him take his time. Um, unfortunately, he's been he's been injured um, for 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 a few months. So his his um, release when coming back is going to be unfortunately rehab, but. I think he'll enjoy the time he comes back and try and get to back to some normality if that's possible, but we'll, we'll give him a bit of space. And I'd say it'll be the next days, few days, you, you might see him walking, walking some laps, but we'll, we'll take our time with it. 100%. 39 days before you kick it off. Uh, March 18 against North Melbourne. Going to be a big year for the West Coast Eagles and a lot of eyeballs on the, the bounce back after a disappointing year. Appreciate your time. Good luck down the beach. One, mm. one prediction, who wins it today? Oh, I've got another strategy today that I'm going with. So I'm going the uh, I'm going the JK strategy. So we'll see how we go with that. Oh, so Jesse, bordering Jesse, on fine cotton Jesse's, type stuff. Uh, Jesse's the full blown Kelpie that's um, okay. just obsessed with with chasing balls. So I'm going to get um, 
Tubby Stevie to sit at the end of the finish line, and I'm going to throw the ball to him. Tubby Steve playing his role. Hey, strategy, well, I love right. this. I good love on you, mate. It. Thanks for joining us. Good luck down there, there today. Good Cheers. on you. Thanks, sir. Adam Simpson, Bye. taking time to chat with us uh, on the serious notes, and that's great. Uh, Red Bazo and, and slowly being integrated yeah. back. And you know, footy clubs are just, uh, so good at you know when you've got that sort of environment, they're just so good. Of you've got forty guys to lean on, plus your coaches, plus your staff, and they'll throw their arms around him mm-hmm. in a big, big way and do everything they possibly can to make sure he's he's okay. There's so. a significant development in regards to the Bazo tragedy as well yesterday, as we're all aware. Um, we're going to go to the break, and earlier I tried to say that Kane Corns and David King on... <laughs> f- no, that was what you're trying to interrupt the sports update. Fireball Friday. It, the, yeah. the Eagles were part of the conversation where Kane Corns ruled a line through West Coast. He said, basically, I could rule a line through a number of clubs who won't be making finals. They had a good, robust debate in regards to the Eagles and what the prospects are in 2023. So West Coast, no. Why no? This is, this is one that I think you, it, it could bring um, some feedback at the end of the year because they were seriously unhealthy for the last yeah. 18 months. Well, I think that the health of the group is going to be an issue again. I mean, Luke Shuey doesn't get through full seasons of football. Elliot Yo doesn't get through full seasons of football. Nick Natanui, you know, it's going to be tough for him to get through full seasons of football. Oscar Allen, there's a lot of question marks over his body. Shannon Hearns, he's old now. and can, What can you expect from him? Who's going to kick the goals? Josh Kennedy's not there. He's been a 50-goal forward for them for a, a long period of time. So I, I just have too many questions. Over the Eagles. So many Eagles we think. haven't seen yet, though, mate. Like yeah, this. but not, not elite top-end talent draft picks that have been on the list for four or five years that are ready to go. Campbell Chester we haven't seen. He was pick 14 last season. Yeah. Second so, year, it's going to be tough for him. Yeah, no, there's so many we haven't seen. That's my only yeah. reservation. I think they can I think they could surprise a few. They're not a, they're not a two-win team like they no, were no, last they year. They're can't, not. They, they'll be carnage if they're a two-win team. There's... There'll be absolutely carnage out there. Afternoon, there was an electric finish. The Perth Wildcats staying in the competition and setting up a make or break clash with the South East Melbourne Phoenix at the John Kane Arena in Melbourne Thursday, 3.30 Perth time. Oh. 3.30 Perth time, 6.30 the in the east. knockoffs required there. Exactly right. I'm sure the Red Army will be uh, watching and listening in full. Simon Mitchell is the coach of the South East Melbourne Phoenix and Oh, he just sat back and watched it all unfold. I'm sure he had no idea who he was playing until the last second of the game. Simon, appreciate your time. What a stunning last weekend of basketball. Oh, it was, uh, it was absolute brilliance. Um, the drama of that last game, Perth versus Sydney, the Melbourne-Adelaide game, you couldn't have scripted it any better. And, um, yeah, it's just uh, a very big tip of the hat to the NBL and the decision-makers there for bringing in the... Uh, playing tournament because um, you, know, you just couldn't get better sporting drama than that. No, and when you're sitting there and you're thinking, okay, well, I'll be coaching against um, uh, Perth, and then briefly you were coaching against United, and then you were coaching <laughs> against Perth again, Did, were, you, were, you, were you changing over the playbooks or you just say, I'll worry about it once the final buzzer goes? 
first and foremost, I just wanted to make sure neither of you won by 40. Um, <laughs> that could have outed us out of the playoffs. So I was pretty comfortable at halftime in the Melbourne-Adelaide game that, uh, all right, we're, I think we're pretty safe now. Um, I was going to take some Herculean effort to Melbourne to get up by 40. And then, yeah, I, I guess we, we spent the week... Um, Preparing for both teams because we didn't have a game this week. Uh, we, we went into deep dives on both teams and uh, and got our scouts ready. So as soon as the result came in, we were already prepared for, for, for Perth. So I'm going to ask you a question about the Wildcats. Do, do they have uh, – I know in the past they've had this aura about them and they get to the playoffs and they're, and, and they're a tough unit to beat. Has that – Dissipated from last season, not making the playoffs, and, and to this year, just making the playoffs. Or is there still an aura about the Wildcats that in playoff season that you go, right, we're going to have to be real good here? Uh, I don't think it's the same team that it used to be. Um, I mean, you've got those championship years, and and this is a new era, and I think they need to rebuild their own sort of identity. And the identity of the old teams were based upon you know their toughness, their their, their defensive tenacity, their unbelievable on the boards and clearly um, the team of the last few years has built a little differently so um, that aura has probably built on that toughness and it built on you know the Damien Martin and the Sean Redditches and and those guys um, in the uniform as much as the uniform itself so yeah I think we've uh, we're definitely in a different era I certainly don't think there's an aura um, certainly Bryce carries one for him I mean and there's a coach in the NBL who sits back and goes, oh, yeah, I'm happy to be playing first because we've got Bryce this week. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's still, they have a, a, I wouldn't say it's the intimidation of old, but certainly they're still a highly respected team and uh, any team with Bryce Cotton is uh, is going to be a tough team to beat. Let's talk about Bryce Cotton. So the other night I was there, I witnessed it, courtside with Andrew Vlaov. He had seven points to quarter time and he finished with seven. One of 19, zero from nine from the three-point range. Uh, it was five turnovers. He described it, and I quote, piss poor. Um, are you concerned that he might have played his worst game for the year? I'm concerned he can say piss poor in a sense and not be Australian. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just thought that too. I went, you beauty. <laughs> He's one of us. Give him his citizenship. <laughs> Give the man some citizenship. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I, it doesn't bode well, does it? put a game that, like that together that I can recall and um, you know, just the proud player that he is I'm no doubt he's going to do his best to bounce back And um, but it's more than Spryce I mean we've played against Perth before and he's you know, absolutely with us and, and we've still come out victors so it's, it's, it's going to be you know, who else can we key in on um, and uh, you know, what areas of the, the game that we can take advantage of um, you know, we played Perth recently and we're able to gain a rather large ascendancy on the boards, um, a rather large ascendancy in the paint. So those will be our focuses. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, obviously we've put plenty of time into Bryce, but sometimes at the end of the day, uh, he decides whether or not the ball goes in or not, not your defence, because he's just so talented. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's about stopping the whole of the team and slowing them down, keeping them out of transition and taking away the ball off the three-point line. Yeah, well,
well, I'm sure he will try to bounce back. And again, the onus will go on to some support network of his. Now, you talk about dominating the paint and dominating the rebounds. One man who does that so well, and that's Alan the Source, Big Source Williams. And great news today for South East Melbourne fans and, and the NBL too is that he's agreed to a new two-year, no-option uh, lock-in contract with uh, with you. That must give you some great heart going forward, but also a great fillip for the team ahead of Thursday night's clash. Oh, you've got a number of levels. This is fantastic for South East Melbourne and the NBL. I mean, firstly, in the NBL, um, you, you get yourself the premier rebounder, one of the great bigs in the league, and, uh, and a huge personality. And... Um, He's highly marketable um, from a league and team perspective. Wonderful player, wonderful guy, and, and he's locked up for two years. So that's that's huge for the league. Uh, for South East Melbourne, it's a milestone in the sense that uh, we're we're re-signing an import um, for the first time, uh, which is which is uh, a big step. Um, having that faith in, in Allen to uh, to reproduce uh, what we've seen this year. I mean, he has a history of it. Obviously, it's a bit of a no-brainer. He wanted to be in uh, the southeast of Melbourne. The southeast of Melbourne loves him. Uh, it was a pretty straightforward process from there. Simon, one of the players that uh, I really enjoy watching, and I think it stems back to, I think, in your very first season um, when I was living in Melbourne, went to a Wildcats uh, Phoenix game, and Mitch Creek stayed behind and signed every autograph for every kid that was waiting for him and didn't leave the court until they were all done and all got what they wanted. That, to me, says that's a quality bloke, but his numbers, as far as his uh, season goes so far, right, rightfully in the hunt for the MVP, and in your eyes, probably sitting on top. Oh, we know who you're talking about. We know about. who you're talking about. Yep. I know them personally. Yeah, they're after goss at the moment. Oh, I wasn't referring to anyone in particular, but <laughs> yeah, no, Mitch has had a wonderful season. Bryce has had a wonderful season. Baby Cooks has had a wonderful season. Oh, I think Milton Doyle's had a wonderful season down in Tassie as well. I mean, there's lots of players who have had really high-level seasons. And from an MVP standpoint, none of those guys would be showing in their trophy. Um, obviously, our bias is heavily favoured in front of the If there's one aspect of the game that you win, one statistic on the on the score sheet that you need to win to beat the Wildcats on Thursday, what is it? Uh, I think uh, taking them off the three-point line is the most important one. Um, you know, they like the running gun, get out in the open court, get those quick three balls off. They've got plenty of potency from the three-point line, obviously, with Bryce and Brady Manick and the, the Websters. And if they go a little deeper with your Blanchfields and guys like that and your Michael Harris 
losing games or get them uh, well ahead. You know, they have their deficiencies at the, on the rebounding end. Uh, they have their deficiencies defensively. And sometimes the, the, the excellence in their shooting can, can you know, paper, paper mache over some of those cracks. So if we can uh, if we can put a limit on what they the damage they can do from the three-point line, then hopefully we're able to gain the ascendancy in those other areas. Simon, appreciate your time. We'd love to get uh, we'd love to get to speak to the opposition teams when they take on the Perth Wildcats. Some clubs give us better access than others. And one thing <laughs> <laughs> one thing that Phoenix have always done has been very easy to deal with media wise. <laughs> no worries, mate. Uh, appreciate the time. <laughs> Simon Mitchell, the coach of South East Melbourne Phoenix. That's you can't pretty, help it, can you? It's pretty easy and to do. It's pretty easy to do. Yes, absolutely. But nah, they deserve whacking at the moment, Sydney. Let's be honest. We're talking about Sydney. No, nah, no. I'm, I'm no talking comment. about Sydney. They, no uh, comment. They deserve whacking at the moment. No comment. Hopefully... Either us or Phoenix can do that. <laughs> oh, I do love the Phoenix. I do love Mitch Creek. We appreciate Simon. Hey, what he did that day, I'm telling you, after the game. Yeah, he did that here as well when his, they lost. A lot of his players, let, yes. teammates left, and they did what they had to do. He just stayed there, and I just went, that is what gets people yes. in loving your club. That's what makes you a hero to so many people. And I just went, yep, Mitch when Creek. When Phoenix lost here to Perth this year, he stayed, photographs... Signings. I don't even think he went in and heard Simon's post-game speech. <laughs> Stayed out. He walked across. I had to fill time on air. Vlahov left, as oh, he's prone well, to well, do. He's done. And, the game's over. And he sat down and chatted about all things basketball. Incredible stuff, Mitch Creek. Incredible stuff, and we appreciate South East Melbourne Phoenix. We'll take a break. Come back. This is Scotty and Goss on a Tuesday morning. The Wildcats in action against the Phoenix. 3.30 Thursday, John Kane Arena. Back 25 away from eight, not too far away. We'll be chatting with Matt Kelly from the Perth Scorchers, and it's time now for our Optus Sport Yes moment. And my yes moment is on the back of the news that's breaking this morning that Aaron Finch has announced his retirement as an international cricketer. That Ashton Turner has done enough to suggest he should be the next T20 captain. So my yes moment is. Thanks to Optus Sport, Ashton Turner is the next white ball T20 captain for Australia. What about your yes, Optus Sport? No, I'm going way back in time. I'm going to go way back in time, back to the America's Cup. I still remember this. I was such a young bloke when Alan Bond said, yes, show him the keel that just smashed you. That's my Optus Sport yes moment. I'm going back in time on this day. It wasn't on this day, but that was a great moment. Shut it off now. Who made the wind keel? Ben Lexon. Good. Who was the skipper? John Bertram. Who? John Bertrand. Nice. Mm. Not Bertram. Bertrand. <laughs> As in plastic. It was a great yes moment. Sao Plan Porn Wire. Hmm. What? Turn this off. Did you know that if you hang mothballs around an area, like on a tree in your backyard, it will stop the bees coming? If the bees are stinging around the swimming pool, you hang some mothballs up that the the smell gets rid of the bees. Oh, the squeal. It can be heard through the neighbourhood if a bee gets anywhere near the pool. <laughs> Mothballs. 
That's 100%. really interesting stuff. 100%. Yep, you learn something every day. Hey, encourage so you, the bees. Bees are important. No, I'm a bee lover too, but, um, you know, every now and then you don't need to be pricked. And the bottom line is, you, if you don't want to be pricked, you need to get the mothballs out. Uh, Aaron Finch has retired from international <laughs> cricket. And well done to our man, Josh Kennedy and Paddy Ryder, Eddie Maguire. Um, and this is Plastic Bertrand. No relation to John Bertrand, <laughs> who was the skipper of... Why are you congratulating those Life members of the AFL. Fair enough. Bruce McAvaney. Oh, brilliant, Bruce. Eddie Maguire. Brilliant, Ed. Lisa Hardiman. Paddy Ryder. Josh Kennedy. Steel Sidebottom. Well done. Life members after reaching the 300 and time spent in football. Well Matt well Kelly's deserved. going to join us. We're going to talk all things Scorchers. And now their focus goes on to the Sheffield Shield. Sean Marsh back in action. finale and one that was befitting of the Perth crowd that came out here tonight. 53,500 locked into mm. the stadium as they beat the Brisbane Heat and claimed yet another title in the Big Bash and a part of it uh, was Matt Kelly, of course, who was uh, significant throughout the season, picked up a couple of wickets in the final and he's been kind enough to join us. I'm sure just dusting himself off after a couple of days of celebration, Scott. Expect, we expect so. Hey, Matt, appreciate your time and a hearty congratulations, mate. Well done. Good morning, guys. Thank you very much. It's, um, it's very cool to hear that commentary back and, and relive that moment. So, um, yeah, it's been a great couple of days. Uh, running out on the ground, Dad, do you have any recollection of exactly who you hugged first, what you did, who you spoke to in the, about the probably the 50, 60 seconds uh, post-winning runs? <laughs> to be honest, it was pretty chaotic. Um, I can't remember it too much. It's all a bit of a blur, but um, I definitely beeline straight to, to Hobbo. Um, <laughs> You know, we've grown up playing a lot of cricket together. To to see him do that on the big stage um, was pretty amazing. And, um, yeah, just very happy to be a part of it all. We had him on the show not that long ago, and uh, we, we delved into his life a little bit, the bus-catching accountant that heads into work. <laughs> Takes here. his own lunch. Takes his own lunch. <laughs> and we, 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 were, we were envisaging, you know, the, sh- uh, the shirt, the short sleeve shirt with a tie with a pocket and possibly a couple of pens in it. But can you tell me, can you... Can you tell me whether he caught the bus and went to work yesterday or did he have a little RDA? <laughs> oh, I think um, I'm sure he would have had the day off yesterday um, and, and hopefully he's got the whole week off, really. I think he deserves deserves a bit of time off after that. Um, but, yeah, he, he's a good man. He's a very humble, humble guy and just to see him have success like that over years and years of hard work um, is very special. So... No doubt, EY will give him a few weeks off, hopefully. And should not have to pay for a beer anywhere in town. Or yes, <laughs> very much so. And nor this man, Matt Kelly, our guest from the Scorchers. And, Matt, hats off to you because I know there's been a couple of years of, of probably frustration where you weren't getting as many games in this format as you would have liked and you, you never wavered. You carried the drinks. You were 13th, 14th man. You were forever inside the squad, the travelling squad. You've stuck around and you've got a piece of this silverware now and you were significant 
significant player inside it with double digits in wickets and the like. It must give you great heart. And can I ask you why you stuck around? I'm sure you would have had offers elsewhere. Yeah, oh, I mean, looking back on, on everything you just said there, it's obviously been a crazy couple of years. I had a, a whole year there where we reached the final um, back in, in in Sydney a few years ago. And I didn't play a game at all that year. And then obviously last year, I managed to get maybe half the games in and, in and out of the team. Um, and then pretty similar this year as well. But I guess one thing I know is that it's such a strong squad and um, it's a really hard team to break into. We've got classy players all around. So... Um, I guess for me, it's just about being ready when I do get that opportunity. And thankfully, I had that on the weekend. And I was very grateful to be a part of an amazing win and, and one that I'll remember forever. But I think just for me, it's, um, you know, I love representing Western Australia. I've grown up supporting the Scorchers, watching the Scorchers play at the Wacker. Um, and to be playing with some of my closest mates now who I've been around for a little while, um, you know, I don't really want to play my cricket anywhere else. And I just love being a part of this group. I love working with our skipper, Ashton Turner. He's, you know, has so much faith in all of us. And he's so cool, calm, collected on the field. And, yeah, I love working with him and, and everyone in this team. Did you think your opportunity um, had gone when you got hit in the face and, you you know, got a whack from the ball, the ricochet ball? Or did you or did you think at the time, oh, I'll just deal with this and move on? But you, you sat it out with under the concussion protocols. Yeah, to be honest, it was a bit of a scary moment. Um, I wasn't really thinking that far ahead when, when that all happened. But um, I think once I knew there was no major damage from all that stuff, I still had all my teeth and everything. It was I was relatively calm and I knew that if we if we won the, the first final that I'd be ready to go for um, the next one if I was selected and needed to play. So I wasn't too concerned about that. But yeah, I'm, like I said earlier, I'm just... Very lucky and, and very happy to be a part of it. Oh, that was such a freak accident too. I was sure you lost all your teeth out there that night, but uh, good to hear that you, you're all okay. Yeah, that was Aaron Finch's parting shot because, as we know, he's in. He's the last time, he, last time he put a bat to ball. <laughs> International <laughs> cricket, he's, he's gone and almost took out Matt Kelly in the process. Yeah. Hey, Matt, um, Ashton Turner, like, he's finally – I mean, look, we've, he's been highly respected and – for a long, long time, but boring. I think he's getting the praise now. Goss called him boring, but I think he's one of the one of the just great captains great captain. going around, and he's sort of probably getting the accolades he deserves now, and and could possibly be the next T20 Australian captain. Oh, you know, potentially. I mean, um, we've known it for a long time now how um, well he goes out on the field. He plays really well. He's, he's you know, played some really important innings for us this, this summer, especially when our backs have been against the wall and the pressure's been on. He's been the guy who stood up for us, and, and that's what you want as, as your senior leader for someone to be able to do that. Um, I think as well, just his cricket smarts. Um, I mentioned earlier how cool, calm and collected he was when we're out in the field, and um, that's something that, you know, you can't put a price on, and we're just so lucky to have him as a skipper. And he's getting better every season. Um on, on the field, and, and his performance is showing that as well. So I'd love to see him back in, in the Australian colours soon. So you go from 54,000 fans to 54 when you go back to Shield cricket <laughs> in Adelaide <laughs> on the weekend. Starts Friday, you fly out tomorrow. Um, I know and it must be, it will be hard to motivate in regards to, you know, the outside noise, but probably not hard to motivate to, to get back into it as the Shield is what the boys really do like to chase for as well. And, of course, looks like um, uh, Sean Marsh will be back, which is great. And Sam and Mort Whiteman made 250 knot on the weekend. Incredible stuff going into the Shield resumption. Yeah, it's a quick turnaround for us. Um, I'm actually just at the Wacker now. We've got a, a full squad session today, which would be nice to catch up with all the guys we haven't seen 
much of over the summer. Um, so the quick turnaround, but as you said, there's certainly a lot to play for for Western Australia. We're sitting on top in in both the Sheffield Shield and the One Day competitions. And you know, when you finish the Big Bash and you've still got two trophies that we're sitting pretty with um, to play for at the back end of the season, it's pretty special. So I know there's plenty of motivation there for everyone involved. Um, and as you said, Soft coming back in um, for his first game this summer for WA is going to be pretty special. We always love having him out in the field. And then um, the standing skipper, Sammy Whiteman, he's just come off 250, as you mentioned, and he actually made 50 not out in the 2020 final for Fremantle on Sunday as well. So that's 300 runs and a premiership flag for Fremantle um, for Whitey on the weekend. So, yeah, he's coming in red hot into the first shield. Uh, he's, going to be, he's going to be dusty too. Ah, <laughs> uh, Very good. Hey, mate. Congratulations, Matt. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant by all the boys. And uh, Yeah. So, mate, mate, everyone is just so proud of this and, team. And, and, and no one wavered off the scorches, even though the competition looked like it was on its knees. It's rebounded on the back of great interest again from the scorches. And, uh, well, we defend the title next year. It's going to be bigger and better. And uh, the crowds are going to be massive again. Thanks for joining us. And, again, congratulations to you and all the best in the Shield, which starts on Friday in Adelaide. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. And thank you so much for all your support over the summer so far. We appreciate it. There he is, Matt Kelly, one of uh, the WA Scorchers and Shield players. And you just want a team. Yeah. What a, you just what want to hug team. Matt Kelly, don't you? You want? You want to hug him. He's such a, a, nice, <laughs> a nice guy. Well, I'd, no like, drooms, I'd like to watch mate. you try and hug him because you're not a hugger. Did you think he'd fit in at the Sydney Kings? Let's get a breakaway yeah. and come back. This is oh, Scotty and couple of hours, we've put it all into a 90-second highlight montage. Who sleeps in clothes? <laughs> Me, always. <laughs> Never sleep. How do you get comfortable? Are you wedgies all night? No, you don't. You're asleep. No, 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 no. Naked stuff is not for me, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Naked stuff's not for me. Yeah. <laughs> That's I'm, a sad, sad look in your unless life. Unless I'm in the shower. <laughs> well, Brody, do you feel now ensconced here in WA and that will even help you even further going into year two? Yeah, definitely. I think it, it does take a bit of time when you move across the country to, to sort of settle in and find your, your new local coffee shop and, and figure <laughs> out everything. Know my teammates, know the game plan very well and, and um, yeah, hopefully it'll be a bit smoother going forward. Coach of the Eagles, Adam Simpson, joins us because it is the time-honoured Stevie Simpson Cup. Whose dog's the least well-trained, mate? There's a no-shit dog rule. Um, <laughs> and unfortunately, Luke Shuey, uh, uh, he's been suspended for a number of years, his dog. Um, there's been some life bans over the years. So uh, Luke's... I don't know no, Luke's, if he's got a name for his dog. Uh, but that one's not, not allowed around the... Uh, around the club or down the beach. They... Simon Mitchell is the coach of the South East Melbourne Phoenix. Let's talk about Bryce Cotton. He described it, and I quote, piss poor. Are you concerned that he might have played his worst game for the year? I'm concerned he can say piss poor in a sense and not be Australian. Yeah. Um... <laughs> I just thought that too. I went, you beauty. <laughs> He's one of us. Give him his citizenship. <laughs> Give the man some citizenship. Yeah. Um... <laughs> That's how it played out. Hey, Callum Jamison's dog apparently won the Stevie Simpson Cup down at the beach. You'll see it, uh, of course, on socials, and we might even retweet it a little bit later. Thanks for your company. Well done to the boys. Well done, Scotty. All the best. See you tomorrow. Well done, Lois. Well done to Special K. We'll be here back on your radio between 6 and 8 tomorrow morning. Have a good one.